Queens of the court. Yeah. She's a beast. Get up to that. I know. She looks at you like she wants to eat you for lunch. I have no idea. This is your idea. Step off that bitch. Get it, girl. Delicious. Late night. Get wasted. Yo, I love me some good things. Creepy. You think. I don't know what to do though. Uncut Queens of the Court. Queens of the Court podcast. What up? Yo! It's the Queens of the Court podcast. Canada style. International version. What up? Part deux, since we're in Canada. Part deux. <laughs> I love that. Um, part deux. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Queens of the Court International. We're here with you. We're the King Size Queens. I'm Paul Jafrida. I'm John Hansen. And uh, we're here to bring you, or just kind of, you know, chat with you. I like that better, instead of bringing people. We're here to chat with you today about all the wonderful, exciting stuff going on in the WNBA. Um, and women's basketball in general. But, you know, right now it's WNBA season. Prime time. We're about three and a half weeks out from the end of the season. And uh, it's time to start looking at, like, you know, playoff picture. It's time to start talking about some of the high drum in the league. What else is it time for, John? <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to do our famous spotlight queens. Famous. It's famous. Famous spotlight queens. <laughs> it's a famous segment. It should be a famous segment. Let's be honest. Spotlight queens. <laughs> um. Before we jump into that, how about we talk about some exciting games that are coming out this week? Yeah, hit me. So, um, I'm really looking forward to a game Wednesday night. It's going to be on ESPN2. Uh, Wednesday, August 14th at 10 p.m. on ESPN2. It's going to be the Connecticut Sun against the Phoenix Mercury. Um, Wow, what a matchup. It is an interesting matchup. It's a good matchup, and I'm looking forward to seeing how that one shakes out. The Sun have lost two in a row. After, like, you know, a winning streak, they're back on, like, a losing streak. And as we know, they're very streaky. So there's a part of me that thinks that, that just because they're streaky, they're going to lose to the Mercury. Um, but I think the Mercury are going to come out, like, hong gray after that loss to Dallas. Do you think Brittany Griner gets suspended at all for the fight? N- no. I don't think she gets suspended at all. I would, I would hope not. Um it was it was like a little fight. Not a lot happened. I'm yeah. just saying real I mean, quick. We'll touch on it a little bit yeah, later. Yeah, we're going to talk about that more but for I, sure. But I'm just saying, uh, you I don't know, they haven't dished out anything for anybody yet. And that could be a big deal to that matchup. It would be a huge deal. If, yeah. if Griner gets suspended for any number of games, it's a huge deal for the Mercury. I mean, yeah. they're already reeling. They can't sustain any more losses because they have so many players sitting out right now that aren't, aren't playing and that's yeah. really rough. Uh, anyway, so that's one game. The Connecticut Sun, who are not on a great streak right now, and the Mercury, who are also not on a great streak, but both playoff teams. Um, Want to watch them Wednesday, August 14th, 10 p.m. ESPN2. Another game I'm excited about is Friday, 8 p.m., the L.A. Sparks, who are on a five-game winning streak, and the Chicago Sky, who continue to just kind of like lock down that number five spot in the in the standings. So, Friday 8 p.m. You can watch that on WNBA League Pass. Um, Sparks Sky should be an exciting matchup. What do you think about that? 
Uh, yeah, I think that matchup is going to be really exciting. I'm, I was getting my matchups ready. <laughs> Dope. So what are your matchups? Yeah. Um, so for me, I love on Friday uh, the Mystic and the Lynx. Um, I think it's really interesting with Simone Augustus back. What maybe they can drive on that and hopefully climb the standings. Um, you think they're going to beat the Mystics? I'm not saying they're going to beat the Mystics, but, you know, Christy Tolliver's, you know, a little banged up. Maybe she doesn't play. And, you know, you get somebody that's one of the best all-time scorers in the WNBA to come back and help out with this team right now. They're in a good playoff hunt, and you hope that with what that team's doing this year, the team is, you know, we didn't expect all that much. We thought it was a full rebuild, a rebuilding year. You know, with Maya sitting out, like, I didn't expect the Lynx to be as good as they are. Yeah. No, it's true. No one expected them to be this good. But the Mystics did just beat the Lynx by 23 points two days ago. I so. know. But you have another matchup. You hope that... At Sim- home, you think it's going to be a You, you a hope Simone swing. Augustus is like, she just got back. Hopefully this is like game... More in flow. Yeah, more in flow with the team, playing more minutes, things like that. And you hope that, like, for me, I want the Lynx to win just because I want them to stay in the playoff hunt because Indiana seems like they're coming and, you know, they're the Lynx haven't been playing all that great lately either up until this point. Mm. You know, they had a couple bad games in the last few weeks as well. Yeah, you know, I mean, they're a 500 team. You know, yeah. that's where they are. So, you know, um, I feel you. Should be a fun matchup. I think the Mystics are going to come out on top and – uh you know, I like the Mystics. I want them to stay in the top spot. Yeah, and then for me on Sunday, it's uh, Las Vegas and Chicago. Yeah, another great game. Yeah, that's going to be fun. Yeah, what I really like, like Chicago. You like Chicago a lot? I like that. They're just like a fun team to me. They are a fun team. I mean, team. I Las totally Vegas agree. is very fun, too. Like, they have a very carefree, like, great league. vibe. It's a very fun league. Very but, fun. But I just like. Yeah, who's not fun? Who's like the not fun teams? Definitely New York. <laughs> right now just right like, now not a fun team to be part of don't want to be a dream part of not a fun team to be a part of right now no. is it just the losing it, no because like i think indiana's having a good time yeah that's true i don't think like you know the and and like from all like what i could see is like dallas knows that they're not going to be that great and they're still like out there competing totally so like I think yeah. it's just really those two teams. Like you don't want to be around right now. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't always get the sense that like Seattle's like the funnest yeah, team. Yeah. Like they're really good, and they're like you know they're they're in it. But like I don't always feel like you know they're like having the most fun over I there. I mean, super super cool. It's not that they're not cool. Anyway, we're way off topic. Um, <laughs> way off topic. Bring us back in. Yeah, so those are your two matchups you're looking forward to? Yeah, those. that's it for me. Good stuff. Yeah. Vegas and Sky on Sunday. What I'm looking forward to every game. Vegas but and Sky, what time was that game? Uh, that game is at 6. 6 p.m.? Yeah. Cool. Big slate of games each day uh, pop, when pop, everybody's pop. playing. I think it's when like they five, play. Yeah, there's five yeah. games. A couple of days off this week. Three. <laughs> I love how salty you are about it. Salty. And there should be a game every day. Let's. I agree with you. We've talked about this before, and yeah. I totally agree. Um, especially if like Monday's going to be the only day off. Fine, but like two more days off. Boo. Come on. Boo. Come on. Boo. 
All right, let's talk about some topics. So you already mentioned one of the topics we want to talk about, which is Simone Augustus coming back. And as she's coming back, she is also, you know, climbing in the all-time record Ranks books for everything. For, like, everything she does. Yeah. She's what super a, great. What a legendary player she's been. Yeah. I mean, and I'm so glad that she came back in a year when a whole bunch of other kind of, like, you know, veteran she players. She could have easily been like, eh, this is like a full-year injury. Well, yeah, and like at this are, point, you know, there are a whole bunch of other veteran players that you kind of thought were going to like be back. Like, you know, I think people kind of thought Skylar Diggins Smith was going to come back at some point this season. People kind of thought Angel McCautry was going to come back sometime this season. Diana Tarazi, right? And that's like, what I mean. She came back for 15 minutes in one game, and then like, was like, eh, "I'm going to just play on USA Basketball." <laughs> I certainly got the impression that Sue Bird would come back at some point this season, but I don't know if that's going to happen either. So like she's on the Megan Rapino like tour. They're just going around the country. <laughs> I mean, that's what I've been seeing is lately. She? Yeah. Okay. She was with her a lot. Okay. During the championship. I feel little... like Sue's pretty dedicated to the storm. She like is. And when... She stayed yeah. the entire time before leading up to the final. And Super then she's cool. just been gone since then. Kind of. Really? <laughs> I follow her Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, like, you know, good for her. I mean, it's an exciting time for her and her family and for, you know, everything that's going Super on great. Them, so it's good that she can do that. And Yeah. You know, that, that she deserves it. I'm not saying totally. she doesn't. I, I'm just totally. saying, like, you know, you're you, they're having an exciting time in their life right now. So, like, why not soak it up? Totally. And especially, like, they are, like, the women power couple. One of them, yeah, for sure. They are like, whew. You're like, oh, man. Yeah, they're so dope. <laughs> yeah. Back to Simone Augustus. <laughs> anyway, the point was that... Rambling. With all these you know, people that we thought might come back this year, it's great that Simone Augustus has come back. Seems to be playing well. Seems yeah. to be like you know, finding her feet and everything. So I think that veteran leadership will add to that team. Oh, know? my God. And like... The leadership, there's the skill, the talent. Yeah, I mean, everything she everything. does. Plus, it gives them, you know, kind of like a really, I don't know. I feel like they've been like a team of like, you know, three primary threats each game. With totally. like a lot of like supporting help each game, but not as consistent. And I yeah, feel like with somebody her back on the floor, like. it's like gives them these like, you know, four pretty scary like night in, night out scoring threats. I and think it's going to, you know, reduce stress on Sylvia and Ibiza. Yeah. And yeah, totally. I think that's what the team needs right now. Because, yep. like, you know, they're the only ones, like, on a consistent night in, night out. To me, that... Odyssey Sims oh, has Od- been Odyssey super Sims consistent, tr- too. Very good, too. Um, definitely. Yeah. Um, but, like, you need somebody like Simone Augustus to, like, lead the pack with the ball. Like, I feel like that's what she's great at. Yeah, I mean, she's a silky smooth shot. You know, she's going to score from the outside. She's going to get her, you know, what she wants inside, yeah. too. She's a dominant force. Always has been. Yep. So, glad to see her back. Welcome back. Really good for the Lynx. Um, what do you want to talk about next? you want to talk about that fight? I mean, sure. <laughs> so, you know, it's definitely, it's been in the media a little bit. If you haven't seen it. It's uh, actually been a lot in the media. A couple days ago, Saturday, uh, a matchup between the Phoenix Mercury and the Dallas Wings. Um, in the fourth quarter, Christine Anigwe, newly acquired uh, to the Wings from Connecticut. She was tangled up with Brittany Griner. 
on mm-hmm. on Phoenix, and the two of them, you know, punches they, were thrown. They got bad blood. They do. You looked at yeah, yeah. You were talking about the bad blood. Tell us more. Yeah. So, Brittany Griner said in the other two matchups uh, earlier this year, when Brittany Griner finally made statements about this yesterday, and she even told the ref before she came into the game. Like, watch out for her. Watch out for her. And she always tries to start with me kind of deal. Um, Brittany Griner was even saying that, like, you know, a lot of rookies try and, you know, make a name for themselves. But most of them don't go about it dirty. And that's what she felt like she's been doing that all year. So when the trade happened and she knew she was going to play her again, she mentioned it even before the game started. That's pretty intense. Yeah. Yeah, so she was like, ready to like that's also a sign that like she was ready to go give it to her too though like she had it in her head that like she wanted like sure this thing bothered her that this thing was happening yeah and that it got it got to her yeah yeah and, and like it's not know. like she was playing a ton of minutes for connecticut she wasn't yeah she was so, like in her short amount of period of time that she was getting in those games she was playing kind of dirty yeah or at least you know, right, right, from Brittany's you know perspective. perspective. Yes, yes. And um, you know, we talked about this. We looked at it, and you know, it looks like they're playing real tough on the block, right? Yeah. They're getting tangled up. You know, there's an elbow here, a shove there. You know, it's all pretty much basketball plays. You no, know, albeit like maybe a little bit of dirty play on both sides, perhaps. Totally. But then punches get thrown. Right, punches, like like legit punches thrown, you know, from each player. They're running around the court, chasing each other. People got to, like, hold each other back. Nigga way, it was out. Five more players get involved. Four she more players gone. get involved. And, like, you know, six ejections from the game. Like, it was wild. You know, and if you haven't seen the replay, look it up. Brittany Griner, Christine Nigway, you know, fight. When Brittany Griner was getting held back by the referee at that point, at the end of this, she's still out there, like just like hucking, yeah, hucking blows out there. So, like we talked about this, and like you know, from my perspective, Anigwe threw the first punch. Like you know, I get that like they're tangled up. You know, maybe like Anigwe gets hit with an elbow. I don't believe that Griner intentionally elbows people in the face. I just don't. Like, I think it happens. Of course it happens. That's how tall she is. That's her wingspan. And she's playing tough on the block. But I don't think she's intentionally throwing elbows at people's faces. And I saw, personally, a Nigwe, like, coming down with a punch right on top of Griner's head, you know, and then, like, running away. And Griner just being like, what the fuck? And chasing after this, this, this chick and, like, you know, trying to, like, throw her own punches. That's how I saw it. Yeah, I don't see it the same way. So how did you see it? Um, I saw a clear first elbow to the face by Brittany Griner. Um, then I saw Anigwe basically shove her back in the back, like lower back. So you, you saw like Brittany Griner kind of like jolt a little bit. And like no big person likes that spot of getting like elbowed in the back. And I, like, when I played basketball, like, that's one that I took exception to as well. And then she threw kind of an elbow back, and they kind of hooked each other. And when the hook came, she swung down to try and break it, to try and break the, like, the arm hook. 
And when she did that, that's what it looked like. It kind of maybe she did that. It looked like a swipe down. Didn't look like a punch to me. Oh man, I think. But then it was the other arm that was tangled. Yeah, and then she went to go break that punch. She went to go break that. I don't even think it. It's not like Brittany Griner said she got hit on the punch. It didn't look like she got hit. It looked like they broke that, and then they both did throw at each other, and then Enigwe was out. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. She I sprinted I'd... out of there. It looked to me like Enigwe threw a punch at her. It didn't look like she was trying to get out of a tangle up. Brittany Griner like... even said she's going to be known for the runner in the league. <laughs> she's like because she she she's bolted. like she's like yeah she's out here she, like come back and fight me bitch. she was like <laughs> this is what she said she was like she's out there trying to make a name for herself as like a rookie and now the only name for herself is she made is that she's a runner she's she's gonna get out of those situations I love bg i love britney griner you know she's she's so fierce you could tell man. that in in that she was kind of like being like serious but like jo- like not joking but laughing yeah like being like Pff runner yeah totally like totally you're out of it i love it and she even said in that like in her comments that like i don't run away my dad taught me to you stay in there because like if you run you don't even know what's going to happen because you can't see behind you so you stay in there and you throw punches (laughs) yeah dude i mean like and britney grinder's game like if she connects like that's that's gonna fucking hurt (laughs) she's got a long wingspan She's super strong. She yeah. Is, she's an, an unbelievable athlete. She is. She's incredible. She I mean, comes from military this, cop family. Like, But this is why she's in these situations. Because she's such a dominant force that, that people, the defenders, do everything they possibly can to slow her down. And they do play dirty on her. And totally. The refs, and the refs don't protect her. Totally. But refs in, it's all, a real thing. in all leagues don't protect big, big men. Big I get women, it. But, big men. But, but that doesn't mean it's right. And it's not. Just because they don't do it in the NBA doesn't mean they shouldn't do it in the WNBA. It's Point is, she doesn't get protection. And she gets in these kind of tangle-ups all the time. And nine times out of ten, she shakes her head. She walks away. And she goes to the other end of the court. And she tries to keep her head down and play. I mean, I'm the first person to say that I think at times she takes plays off. Because of her attitude is just kind of like, she almost kind of reminds me of like having like a little bit of a Dwight Howard attitude. She's just like fun, happy-go-lucky, like, you know, doesn't take it too seriously, right? Mm. So for her to get that mad, you have to be doing something pretty fucked up to her. That's my opinion. Like somebody's playing pretty dirty for her to get going like that. Yeah, I mean, I think so too. You know, I think, you know, maybe, I don't know if I agree that she doesn't, she takes plays off and she doesn't care as much. No, I think she cares. I think she cares a lot. I think she cares a lot, but I'm saying, like, she might take plays off because, like, she's just kind of having a good time. I don't see it as her ever taking plays off. What I see is something I kind of saw in the college game with Tierra McCowan over the last couple years, where, like, you're so much bigger, you know, you know, than a lot of the players that you're playing against, you know, that you have to be so cautious about what you do with your body. That's or true. They're just going to call no, you for every foul. Fair. And so what I see from Brittany Griner is okay. like caution. Like I know that if I like, you know, body up to someone, they're going to call me for a foul every freaking every freaking time. Yeah. And people body me that's up a good nonstop point. and never call me call Yeah, me that's foul. a really good point. I I never looked at it like so as her being it. very cautious. Yeah, it's and just that like, could be it. I got to want to be foul on the court. Trouble. Like she has to be on the court for them. Yeah, you want to be on the court. You want to be doing the right things. And like, let's be honest. Like, she's one of the best offensive threats in the league. Absolutely. So like, 
she can take plays off on defense, in my opinion. Because, like, to risk her not being on the floor later in the game is not worth her getting early fouls or anything like that. So playing yeah. straight up and, right. you know, it's like... It's not taking plays off. Yeah, it's just like, I, you, I guess you're right. You know, it's like choosing that you're going to play a style of defense. I didn't look at it that way, so I will give you that. That's going to protect yeah. you from foul trouble, which totally. I think is important. And, like, I'm sure that's what they want her to do. Totally. Um and that's why you see, like, you know, a player like Brianna Turner who's come in and gotten minutes because of all the injuries for Phoenix She's and has, great. like, gotten that's our girl. rebounds. That's our because girl. Because she can get in foul trouble and it's okay. Yeah. So she's in there fighting for rebounds and stuff, and Griner can't do that because she'll get called for the fouls. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, um, crazy fight. Real interested to see what happens. But BG had some comments about, you know, the league and, like, getting into these situations and getting fined and like you were telling yeah, me the other she, day she basically said that like she doesn't make enough money in this league to you know get fined all the time to deal with the bullshit she deals with that's how she feels and you know she makes a couple million dollars over in russia so like I get what she's saying. Yeah. Like, to not be ha- happy or satisfied and whatnot. And then she basically was like, you know, I'll do USA commitments and things like that and, like, be with Team USA, but I don't need to play in the league. And she yeah. said if it's not, if it wasn't for the Mercury and her loving her teammates and loving the coach and specifically even said, like, being best friends with Dewana Bonner. Mm-hmm. She said that she wouldn't be in this league. Yeah, and she and DT are super tight, too. Totally. Karazi. I mean, like, she loves her whole team. She, that's the thing she was saying. She was like, "Yeah, I love my team and my teammates and the Mercury. I don't love the league. But, and this is, like, a big problem, you know? It's, like, one of those things where you say, okay, you know, these players want to play in their home league, the WNBA league. They want to support it. They want to grow the game in this country. But, like, the WNBA has to understand, you know, like, and maybe they won't issue a fine, right? Maybe it'll be okay. But, like, you know, you have to protect your players. You have to protect your star players. You have to do what you can to keep your star players in the league. You know, like, 100%. Losing Maya Moore this year, you know, losing, like, 100%. You have to keep them in the league. And you, you can... might lose Liz Cambridge if she's not, or Cambage if she's not happy with, like, the situation and, like, where she is and, like, the support that she has. Yeah. You know, you have to be careful. You have to keep these players in the league. Keep I mean, them satisfied. In my opinion, I, I could tell that maybe Sue Bird and Diana Tarazi are kind of not coming back because they're, know that they're going to commit to Team USA commitments. And they're going to make more money doing that because they announced that they're paying them more. Yeah. It comes down to pay 100%. And what, like, what you're saying is like, like, how you, can they afford fines if they're not getting paid? And if, like, for them, it would be if they play this season, it would be them basically playing year round with the Team USA commitments coming right. up, right? So you do that and you do your European League or whatever it is, Russian League. And you get paid millions and right. not risk losing that. Because, let's be honest, which one are you going to choose between if you're one of these high-paid WNBA stars that goes over to these other countries? Of course. Of millions course of dollars can. versus a couple, like $100,000. Right. But the drive is still there to want to grow the league, to be part of you know, totally. growing women's basketball. They all say this is the, the best US. league, you know? 
Right. It's a, it's the, I mean because there's so few teams and the talent is so concentrated, it is the most competitive league. But you got to keep the players on the floor. Yep. You know, and and you know, when you look at the men's game, it's like they get fined 10 grand. They're like, "Oh, whatever. I'm making like, you know, 50 million this year. No yeah. big deal." You can't do that with the women. Like you just can't. And most of the time in like those men's pro sports, if it mattered to that player, they would send a player on like a ten thousand dollar like marketing gig right exactly. you know what i mean like exactly. they would get them their money figure back. out a way to cover it yeah yeah no i know and so the WNBA needs to needs to understand that they have to protect their players and and keep them in the league to grow the league yeah you can't just go dish out fines now or suspensions that have her not playing then you can't have these players this unhappy yep can't so speaking of, let's talk about let's switch and talk about Liz Liz Cambage and like what she came out with this week. So a week or so ago, you know, Liz didn't play in a couple games and was listed as did not play rest. Yep. And she came out and wrote a, an essay for the Players Tribune, um, which was great, great, which was phenomenal. You should definitely read it. And it's you know. like it really brings you into like her thought process and you know because they're all written by players yep. and by themselves it's and, a really great publication that yeah. helps you like get a closer insight into what's going on um so it wasn't about needing to be out for a couple days with rest it was about you know mental health you know she talked in the article about the all-star game and the partying and kind of like you know how that's a trigger for her to kind of spiral into anxiety and panic attacks and depression and that this is something that you know it wasn't only that it was the pressures of being the host too she mentioned and like you know not only the partying and all that it was like having to represent the league and like the pressures of like representing the team and this and that and like you know it she just it seems like she put a lot of stress on herself from you know having to perform and she likes just like being herself and being in her bubble and i think that's really important to her mental health after reading that is like making sure she's good yeah and i think i think a, a big you know part of it is just you know support you know and totally. being as far away from home as she is she talked a little bit about some of the struggles with her grandmother's health and not being there to be with her during that time. Um, you know, there's a lot of factors. You know, players that come from overseas, you know, players that are playing away from home, you know, even within the States, playing away from home. You know, there's a, a, a need for support. And, you know, Liz talked about how in the NBA, they've now made it mandatory to have yeah. a mental health professional on, on every staff. And she's saying that, like, the WNBA needs to get with that because mental health, is like going to any kind of doctor. I mean, and there should be someone there that's concerned first and foremost about the mental health of the players. She went as far as to say it should be available to everyone at all the at all time. And yeah, it should be, and she is correct because I mean, you look at what's going on in the world right now and what goes on on an everyday basis is like there's some scary shit that goes on out there, and it's a lot of times because people aren't getting the help that they need totally and, and like it's as simple as like being able to provide it on a large scale and everybody should want this for everyone it, it, it's really important 
There's still so much stigma around what it means to, you know, to work with a mental health professional, whether it's a therapist or a coach or, you know, whatever it is. She even mentioned that, too. She There's, said, like, everybody is, like, saying that they're cool with it, but nobody's but no really, really cool with it. actioning it. And yep. when it really is the case, they bring it back to, like, oh, they were getting mental help. I feel like it's one of those things that people are cool with other people needing it. But people would never want to admit that that's something that they could use. Yeah. Because uh, there's some stigma that like it's weakness or it's crazy or it's like, I don't need that. You know, I'm, I have, you know, full control over my mental capacities and emotional needs. Yeah. And it's like, (laughs) anyway. Sometimes people just need someone to talk to and understand and like listen to them and hear it from their perspective and what's going on in their life. And these things matter a lot. So like just yeah uh, i'm fully on board with what she was saying and it's great that like she wrote this and got it out there and pushed it and it's getting very good responses um it was republished on a lot of other places a lot of a lot of big athletes like reposted it it's just awesome to see that the the outpour of you know support support like it was really good and i'm sure it is great for liz like knowing that like hey, these people are, like, behind you, and we want you to, hey, if you need it, take a day, girl. Yeah, and she came back and had a killer game. Killer game. And, like, she looked laser fucking focused for that next game. And, like she said, it takes a little bit for her body to reboot. She needs those rest days, and she needed it. And it proved to be a huge factor. You know, she said she gets in her own head when she was having that bad game, uh, that game right after the All-Star break. She shot like one of 12 and she said every shot she put up, she questioned Mm -hmm. and like would get on herself about it. And she said like, you have fans trying to get in your head and she's like, nah, I'm in my head. Yeah. Like, this is me. Like, it's all like, I'm the one that's like, this is my temple and I'm screwing it up right now and I got to just, you know, reset. Yeah. That's why I want to work in sports psychology. This yeah. is what I want to do. I want to work with these fantastic women and, and help them, you know, stay strong and healthy and supported. Yeah. Boom. 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 Um <laughs> anyway, uh, you know, check out the article, Players Tribune, Liz Cambage. Get on it, peeps. Boom. Mini boom. Boom. <laughs> um, all right. So last big topic we want to talk about before Spotlight Queens. The uh, NBA 2K20 reveal of some of the players' ratings and some of the player like you know profiles and likenesses, and it's been in the news and it's been pretty exciting. Yeah, um, it's been really good. There's been a lot of talk around it and a lot of a lot of negative trolling comments. But with but like, negative trolling comments comes positive comments, and comes a lot of comments so yeah it created a lot of buzz because of these things um and change is always met with you know you know you know positive and negative reactions it totally. just is and, and so and think about like any video game if any video game switches up anything from the past that yeah. people do people are like no i want the original yeah i and, don't like change <laughs> yeah and you know you know john and i are both kind of you know big gamers and you know the gaming community is a pretty toxic place to begin with so you add all toxic like, bitches yeah it's a lot of toxic masculinity anyway in the gaming community and so you know when a change like this comes 
you know, there's going to be some pushback and some people saying some nasty things. And, like, you got to just kind of let that roll off and just look at, like, what's really good about this. They've done a really good job. Like, like from what it looks like, it looks like the players look a lot like themselves. There were some times in NBA Live where I was like, yo, that does not look like this Yeah, b- because they didn't do what they did for 2K. 2K yeah. does it differently yeah. in the sense of they get every motion capture for every player. Yeah. And they get they figure they out get a away. way to get you in their booth, get you into their place to get what all your features right. Yeah. They want it to look as good as possible and they have the resources to do it. Yeah. Um you know, like adding them into their game could be huge for the WNBA. I mean, we're, it's going to be huge for the WNBA. And it's going to be huge for their game. People want to play with the, these people. Totally. I mean, we're going to buy it because because of this. We're gonna, totally. We're going to play around with our favorite WNBA. With, without a doubt. So, um, I think it's great for the game. Yep. Um, hopefully, maybe. You know, kids play video games with their moms and, like, sisters. And you you hope boys that, you know, don't have shitty outlooks and need to troll for no reason. Those kids are the ones that are the champions of being, like, WNBA is cool. Yeah. Like, it's in this game. I can, like, get all these cool things, all these styles. And, like, for those girls that love sports and video games but never had the chance to play as their favorite player this is it yeah and and also we know that you know nba 2k is one of the games that does a lot of esports leagues um yeah and so it could bring you know potential you know esports should we jump on that now in the w for the wnba should we jump on that now jump on creating an nba 2k 20 WNBA reach out to each of the teams and be like listen we should do this for you do what for them? Create be, an esports team for be, them? Be it. Like, not just the team, the league. Create the WNBA esports league. Totally. NBA 2K20? Yeah. Maybe. Why? We could totally do it. We, we, we might not be the best, but like, <laughs> you know, like. Sounds like sounds like some infrastructure we would need to, to get around us before we took on a project like that. And I'm sure there are people who are already doing it. <laughs> Whatever. But we could try. I want it. Give me it. Spotlight Queens. <laughs> Spotlight Queen. Um, for our world famous Spotlight Queen. It Queens is segment. a world famous segment. We got some exciting uh, players to highlight this week. Um, do you want to go first? Sure. Go first. Uh, so for me, I'm going to highlight the newly in the starting lineup because of an injury to Christy Tolliver. Uh, Ariel Powers. Um, she has a very fun Instagram. Um, her Instagram handle is. Give me one second. It is A E R I A L underscore P O W E R S 23. So that's Ariel Powers 23. Throwing her um, a follow right now. Huh? Throw her a follow. Throwing her a follow right now. Yeah, throw her a follow. Um, She's got 31,000 followers, and she posts about every single day. And you get a lot of insight into how much she works and, like, how much effort and time she's putting into, like, improving her game. And she's always out there shooting. And, you know, her stories are fun. You get to see. I, I just love Instagram stories. And, you know, 
what it offers to fans and what you could do with like just like paying attention to your favorite people it's just they have like a really great attitude and the mystics are a fun team to get more insight into because they're playing so good and they're having a great time um but yeah she's great she's a dog person she's got puppy oh i love people that have puppies um but yeah she's she's great she's fierce and you know it looks like she keeps on improving every single game yeah, this has been a really uh, breakout season for her, I feel like. I feel like she's played incredible off the bench for the Mystics this year. Um, incredible. And, and I think She just I, had a I huge think, game last last game. Yeah, I think people always expected her, like, out of college, that she was going to be, like, a real impact player. Um, so it's great to see that she's really, uh, you know, on a winning team, you know, getting a chance to play a lot of minutes right now with Christy Tolliver out. Um, but even when Tolliver was playing, she was getting a lot of minutes off yeah. the bench. Like so. six man or six woman of the year kind of deal, right? Battling with her teammate Miesemann for that kind of role yeah. because Miesemann's also been amazing. But their team's just deep. Ariel Powers, Powers, dope. That's mine. What's yours, baby? Good stuff. So mine is a, is another player who is uh, getting an opportunity to start now, but was on the bench earlier or coming off the bench earlier this year, and that is uh, the Las Vegas Aces, Dirka Hamby. Ooh. Um, Derrica Hamby has had, has had a great breakout, you know, season this year. And she was a sixth overall pick back in 2015, um, for the Spurs. And she started most games in her freshman and sophomore seasons. What? Did you say Spurs? Did I? Yeah. Oh, I meant San Antonio Stars. Yeah. Oh. It'd be dope if she was drafted by the Spurs. I was like, damn, girl. Um, my bad. Uh, no, so she was drafted six overall by the San Antonio Stars, who later moved to Vegas and became the Aces. And they got a new coach in Bill Lambeer um, this year. And at the beginning of the year, you know, Dear Cahambi, after kind of spending a couple of years, you know, coming off the bench and maybe not playing the most minutes... She was kind of like, you know, what's my role with this team? You know, you just picked up Liz Cambage. You know, I, we just got Jackie Young. Like, you know, well, where do I fit in? And and Bill Ambeer was like, you are the super utility player that's coming off the bench and going to be the sixth woman, you know, of the year. So we talk about sixth woman of the year, like, you know, you know, players. She's mine. She has played incredibly in the starting lineup for the Vegas Aces since Asia Wilson went down. Yeah, incredible. She's she's a big, tall, athletic player who boards a lot. She shoots well. She's involved on defense. Um, she's just a really great player. And um, I'm a big fan. And um, she is, like, fierce as fuck yeah. on Instagram. Tell me. You have to follow her. Ooh, I'll is, follow. What's it's, what's what's it's it? Amazing. Where do I go? So her Instagram handle is at Dirica Marie. That's D E A R I C A M A R I E. Dirica Marie. And um, you know, her Instagram is like a combination Got of it. like, you know, great basketball photos, but like glam shots, like girl is a model looking fierce constantly great sense of fashion and she's just super like you oh know, damn right i know that's what i'm saying oh damn anyway dear Kahambi, her instagram's dope um she's super cool and what, she's having a, a career year you know she has career highs in pretty much every category um points steals rebounds assists just everything she balling 
and she's really young. She's 25, and I think she's just going to get better in the next couple of years. And uh, she could do it all on the court. Yeah, she could do it all on the court. She's got all the skills. I expect to see her in an All Star game at some point. That's yeah, how I feel totally. About her. So that's my spotlight queen, Derek Hamby. Keep on keeping on keeping on. Keep on keep something like on, that. Keep it on. <laughs> Um, all right, all right, all, all right, right, all right, all right, right, right. Yeah, Matthew McConaughey on Queens of the Court next week. <laughs> um, that's our show. Woo! <laughs> this has been Queens of the Court International International Final Show Final, final Show Internationally for a while, and uh, we're the King Size Queens. King Size Queens. He's John Hanson. John Hanson. I'm Paul Jafrida. Paul Jafrida. Um, we hope you've enjoyed being with us here today. Um, you know, bringing you make everything it, we can. Make it rain, girl. Women's make basketball. It rain. Make it rain, girl. Make it rain. Bye. Bye. Bye.